Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome in to Miles and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my jet root and sometimes tootin' co-host, Milesy. <laughs> that was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. That was fantastic. Oh, man. If, uh... Sorry. If, uh, if, that, if that doesn't give it away, uh, my uh, muscle uh, doesn't give it away, uh, we're gonna be talking about the South today. Uh, we're gonna start with that there... AFC South and that, uh, them rumbling, stumbling Mustangs we call the Colts of Indianapolis. <laughs> there you go. See, I've never even been to the South, so I'm just like, how do they talk? I just always picture Sam Elliott like, the Colts here. <laughs> there, are, there, yeah, there are a lot of different, like, intonations on it. I, I would say subgenres of Southern accent. There is that, like, real drawl. There's which I kind of had one when I said the word draw like that just now. Um, yeah, like I said, there's like the, the kind of preacher. There's like hillbilly and redneck are a little different. Um, like I'd say like hillbilly um, might be a little more like nasally or like oh, the yeah. gravity falls. Yeah, like the that's kind of I think where you were kind of defaulting to a bit right. where you were, where you were I, going I, at I that. I feel like that's what I always go to. Like oh golly there. Yeah, hill, <laughs> hillbilly's a little funnier to do, but there's. And then there's like you know that like the the, the silly the silly Billy Hilly, and then there's like you know your uh, drunk tobacco chewing, cigarette smoking one, you know like the I, I shoot deer like that kind of thing. So all all sorts of aspects to it. So yes, yeah, so we <laughs> we're contempl- doing the South today. <laughs> yeah, we, we contemplated doing it the whole time, but I think that might get old really quickly. <laughs> I know I definitely get old really. Yeah, well, we could just do it when we get really excited about something. How's that? <laughs> there we go. So, alas. <laughs> but yeah, with all the other the divisions we've covered, we're doing we're doing the South today because we wanted to save the uh, best for last, or should I say, the West for last. <laughs> hey. See, it feels weird when I do the dad pun. Um, <laughs> I was I was ready to complete it for you if you paused for two. I had a worry. feeling you were like, I he's no, he, <laughs> he wasn't scripted, but he knows. Um, so we're gonna do the Souths today, the AFC and NFC South, and then we'll do the Wests next week. Mm-hmm. Which I guess could be a similar accent if we want to do Wild West, but so we'll start with the Colts anyway. Enough that. Uh, <laughs> We've got the Colts leading this division. I've got them leading it a little more handily than you do, but we're we're both pretty high on them, I would say. Both double digit wins. You've got twelve and five. I've got eleven and six. And yeah, the eleven <laughs> and six was just one of those. Uh, well, they're probably gonna split with like the Jags or something that they probably shouldn't lose to. <laughs> you know, at the end of the year or something like that. The, the Colts <laughs> do always like lose to the bad division mates at some point. It's just a matter of when. Uh, yeah. One of the th- <laughs> spoiler, I was like, 
I won't be shocked if the Texans like pull out that win against the Colts because like it is in Houston to start the year and the Colts have you know a good quarterback but a new one although the Texans have some change too but I wouldn't be shocked if they like fuck that one away yeah and I wouldn't be surprised if the Colts similarly to last year as we predicted they would start off a little bit slower they do have a lot of new pieces I don't think, though, that they're going to start off as slow as last year, because last year we were like, it's a combination of schedule and new pieces. This year, I think they have a little bit, you know, more cohesion. Yeah. Matt Ryan, from what I've heard, everyone is just like, yeah, it's different with him. It's so much (laughs) different with him than Wentz. He's a bit of an asshole, which is like kind of necessary. Not like a, a dickhead, just kind of like, hey, get set, you know, like. Like, oh, shit, this guy has expectations for me, and I have to perform these, or he's going to chew me out. Yeah, it's you kind of, which you kind of want out of your quarterback at a certain point, too. Yeah. Uh, my, so, okay. As anyone listening for more than, you know, just this episode knows, if you've heard any episodes before, you probably know I'm a Falcons fan. Uh, I watched them play football, I say that, like, leniently, uh, last year. They somehow went seven and ten. Um, you know, we'll get we'll get to what I see for this year in a bit. But I was pretty hard on Matt Ryan last year. I probably was too hard on him, but I think there might have been an aspect of wow, this is so shit. Like he may he I'm not saying he wasn't one hundred percent, but he probably cares more now. I would say that he's on yeah. a good team like the Colts, but he also has a better line. And I think that's going to be huge for him because as he's gotten older, he already runs like a wounded gazelle. And as he's gotten <laughs> older, that just has been uh, amplified a bit. Right. So he, he's he's more of that like older school, like not statue, but, you know, the good old line versus having, you know, constantly holding false starting Mayfield. It's going to be a, a big difference. You know, the line's not elite anymore, which I think we kind of both have hit on in our, our descriptions here. But it's still good. Like, they still got some real studs in there. Although, they did lose a good guard. I think to the Giants, was it? Yeah. But he's going from... Matt Ryan's going from a probably bottom three, bottom five roster to a top, like, ten-ish, maybe a little higher. Anyway, he's going from really bad to a pretty good roster. And Matt Ryan, I think, is kind of going to be what they were hoping for with Philip Rivers. But it's going to be, like, the actual thing that I wanted. Because... Philip, they got, like, you know, mostly stable, but he, you know, Rivers is still pretty risky. Then they got Wentz, who was just two all over the place. And now they've got Ryan, who is going to provide them with the consistency that this roster needs. Like, this team just needs a decent, consistent quarterback who's not going to shit away the game. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. And one who can throw it more than 20 yards downfield. So They're um, one of the amazing things about about uh, Matt Ryan here is his anticipation as a pocket passer he is absolutely incredible at that and even though his arm strength will decline I hope hopefully it you know isn't as drastic as Rivers you know noodle arm there at the yeah. end was. R- R- Rivers we kind of saw coming for like a year or two before yeah. it really pooped I do think we've got at least another year of Matt Ryan with, like, solid arm strength. And his anticipation is so good that with these weapons, I'm I'm pretty high on their offense. I don't think they're going to be um, giant yak guys necessarily, 
but I do think the ball's going to go to the right place and the receiver's going to be there to catch it, and they're going to get a lot of chunk plays, and I think they'll have a pretty consistent, dangerous offense. Um, it's, it won't be as explosive, I don't think. Any explosivity is going to just come from Taylor. And, uh, yeah, the running backs, yeah. Yeah, Nines. <laughs> and maybe Alex was, Pierce, or Al- Alec Pierce. Yeah. Um, all of whom have gotten tons of offseason press. Pittman, though, is apparently like the guy right now with Matt Ryan. They have a really good relationship, and that's great. Um, I heard that they, that Paris Campbell was like ripping well with him too, but I don't know if he's still healthy. He is. He actually just had a really good like, yeah, that's good hype piece about him. Yep, <laughs> and that and that kind of, that makes sense because if we're talking about anticipation, like Pierce Pittman are like big body guys and you know paris might be that guy who could you know move quickly get open and give him some of those anticipation throws right like ryan can throw it to a spot and campbell will go get it Mm. and it'll be schemed out it's not just going to be like you know random but it yeah i just hope he stays healthy yeah me. please don't get hurt paris (laughs) um so he could be a really dangerous kind of unsung hero for them I like the Colts. I think they win the division. Um, mm-hmm. I think that double-digit wins is in their uh, forecast. Yeah, I'm with you. And uh, like you said, Pittman's the guy. JT's the guy. Of course, they got Hines and Pierce, too. Um, maybe we know the offense is going to run through JT, Pittman. I am curious if we're going to get more Mo Alley Cox, though. A, a show favorite here. I think he's like the only guy remotely to play tight end right now i know they've got jelani woods is the name right the crazy absurd athlete but i i am assuming he's not ready so yeah he's already bumped up to third on the depth chart um behind kylan granson and then moali cox i do expect uh cox to be the guy though yeah and it's kind of his first chance without like doyle there i believe so Yeah, I, I'm I'm hoping we get some Mo Cox in this alley. That's right, baby. Mm-hmm. And so I was gonna ask real quick. So how are you feeling on their defense? I mm. their their front seven's good, right? Like front seven is great. That's, that's kind of an obvious part of it. But the secondary, where are you at on the secondary? That, that's, that's what I was going to ask you about. That is why I have them at eleven wins. <laughs> um, their secondary is is a little rough. Uh, Kenny Moore is apparently doing really well. Uh, Say he's doing more than expected. More than expected. Um, And Stefan Gilmore is there, but he's also 32. Yeah, how old is he? I thought he was like older than that. I'll look it up though. He's past his prime. He might still be good, you know, but they they have deficiencies there. Yeah, he'll be 32 uh, by week two. So, okay. yeah. But yeah, the second secondary is definitely the uh, tackle part of the defense. But that front's kind of brutal. Right. So if they can get like, pressure, for teams. that'll help out their secondary a lot. And I expect them to get pressure. But they are weak to good wideouts. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the, the weakness, like we, we talk a lot about the NFL is so tightly packed now, like team-wise, that a lot of it comes down to like specific matchups. And so I wrote that they might be a team where we see them struggle against like a really good O-line and or like receivers who can get quick separation, that type of thing. So think like Chargers and Keenan Allen, like 
that would be a team they might struggle with, like or like you know even Austin Eckler too. So that's kind of one of the things where when I was looking through like the Colts and their record, one of the things I looked at was you know quality of opposing O line and then you know separation ability of the receivers. So when you look at uh, Philly, like really good O line, you've got Devonta and AJ Brown, like yeah. That one actually, I'd given that to the Colts initially, but I might give that to Philly now because, like, as I think through that, like Philly kind of matches up all against them. So, yeah, that's that's going to be one of, the, one of these specific things to look at, I think, for Colts matchup. But we'll we'll see it play out. Maybe the secondary performs a little bit better than we're expecting. As of now, though, it's kind of like, eh, that's the weak point. Yeah. Uh, next up, we've got the Titans, and you have them at ten and seven, but I only have them at seven and ten. Uh, yeah. I, what, what's I their Vegas win total? Because may, maybe. I'll be look at uh, their win total here because I, I, I might need to kind of defend uh, my point. Let's see. They yeah, and I don't at, feel super confident in mine. The Tennessee Titans are projected for 9.5, so I'm, I'm the one more under. I'll say for me, they had a shit ton of rotational players last year and still did well. They had an easier schedule, but Vrabel is clearly a pretty good coach in most yeah. aspects. Um so I give them that. They have a really good rotation of linebackers that they just constantly flip around. It's very confusing for offenses to defend against. Uh, their secondary is not bad, and their offense worries me. <laughs> that's that's a lot of my concern. So last year, I sort of begrudgingly gave them a pretty good record. Like I think I said they'd be like 12-5 and five or something. I don't remember where they came out exactly. But their schedule is pretty easy. Um, yep. This year, it's the opposite. I'm kind of lamenting I had to put them below 500 uh, in part due to their schedule. That's pretty brutal. But the other part is, like you said, the offense and trading away A.J. Brown for essentially four Traylon Burks. And I don't want to overwrite the preseason stuff, but it, the reviews have not inspired confidence. And I didn't have much confidence to start. Like If you listened to our, our pre-draft, we both expressed concern about Traylon Burks' fit in the NFL. So yeah. um, they do have Bobby Trees, Robert Woods, and it sounds like he's actually going to be ready for week one. Um, I don't think his like ADP and best baller draft is kind of caught up to that. So that's that's a help that I didn't realize they'd be starting the season with. They have him, and then they've got um, they added Hooper, who's an upgrade from Ferkser, although I do think Hooper kind of owes Matt Ryan some money for upping his value higher than it probably actually is. Like, Uber's solid, but I don't, he's not as good as he was in that season at Atlanta, I don't think. I feel like no. we're kind of getting to that point. Um, but, yeah. They've they've helped assuage the loss of A.J. Brown, but not having A.J. Brown is fucking huge because yeah. when you've got Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown, like, those are two of the, like, best players in the league on the offensive side of the football. Like, yep. you've got one of the best running backs, one of the best receivers, it, it just makes life a billion times easier. And so without that, I feel like they might kind of struggle. Okay, you you know, you, you cover Robert Woods. You don't let Derrick Henry ruin your life. Like, those are the two things you need to do. You know, there might, there might be tough things to do, but they're much more doable when it's not A.J. Brown. Yeah. So, yeah. And even if I give them sweeps of Houston and Jacksonville, um, that's only 9-8, and eight, and that's not going to make the playoffs in the AFC, I assume. So No, it won't. The AFC is a bloodbath. You need at mm-hmm. least double digit, and probably you probably need eleven wins. 
Yeah, like, to be honest. Because, uh, <laughs> spoiler, when we get to the West, that's going to be an important factor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what, so yeah, yeah, what, uh, do, what do you think of the Titans' offense, I guess? Because we, we kind of know what to expect from the defense, but the offense is the question mark here. It really concerns me. I don't like their O-line. Um, yeah, did they lose just, Saffold? Yeah, it's just gotten worse and worse over the past couple of years. And, like, Luan is back and healthy. He's a good left tackle. But I, you're not just running Henry off to the left, and if you are, you're not getting very far with him. Yeah, and uh, Luan's gotten hurt more over the last few years. You've got to count on him to hold up, too. Exactly. And he's kind of getting older. I think they're okay at the tackle position, if yeah. I had to guess. Because they drafted guards. a tackle, too. Yep. Yeah, guards aren't great. Um... Robert Woods is good, and I think he'll be good with Tannehill. I have expressed a, a lot of concern over Burks before he was drafted, and a lot of those were kind of met in the offseason. Um, he just has a ways to go. I'm not saying he won't turn out, but it's you literally cannot expect him to be A.J. Brown. It's a terrible mistake. He He's going to need time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, Kyle Phillips has actually gotten a decent amount of press as kind of like their new Cole Beasley. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Phillips. Uh, so, you know, that's nice as well. I just I I just have concerns over the offense. Uh, it starts kind of with the O-line, and then I really hated that they got rid of A.J. Brown. I thought that was ridiculous. Yeah. I, how on earth can you justify keeping Derrick Henry at 28? versus A.J. Brown, if you had to make a decision between the two. I, Derrick Henry's awesome, but Derrick Henry's tw- a 28-year-old running Yeah, player. he. I don't know how many years of the, the choo-choo we've got left. Right. So. <laughs> Their window feels like it's closing. We said that last year. It might already be closed. Uh, generally speaking, you tend not to know until... Yeah, there's, there's a window. good chance that losing to the Bengals was their window closing. Um, and you know, it might be kind of a reset thing where the next couple of years they have to reset, but I, I have them at 10 and seven. My guess is before the season starts, I'm going to probably drop that to like hmm. eight and nine. That's fair. Yeah. They're, they're, they're a fringe team. Like as yeah. far as being above or below 500 and like kind of just out of the playoff race. Um, I do want to add that from what I've heard, and this is very grain of salt ish that, um, Hillier is probably ahead of Haskins, although, you know, kind of later on rookie picks, it makes sense as far as like this pass catching secondary running back to Henry goes, but I've got no clue how firm that is, but just something to keep in mind. And then I, I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on what we hear about Malik Will. It's just throughout the season as far as like, if I, I guess this is more so if we get worst case scenario out of Tennessee and they start like, you know, if they so I've got them starting let's see I've got them winning four of their first six and then losing a lot in a row if they maybe only win like even even if they go like three and three to start and then end up like three and nine or something I can maybe see them giving Malik some run because right. so their schedule so they go Giants win at Buffalo loss they host the Raiders I gave them that because I think matchup wise it makes sense but that could be one that flips um at indy loss at washington i gave win 
buy and then host ND win. Um, from there, so I have them losing at Houston, but they, if they sweep that and then they start like four and three, or sorry, four and two, season's looking, or sorry, five and two. Math is very hard for me right now, apparently. Uh, if they start five and two, like the season's looking pretty good and we maybe see them roll off of that. Um, but, but if, yeah, <laughs> but like after that, they've got at Kansas City, then they host Denver, go to Green Bay, host Cincy, go to Philly. Like, that's a brutal five-game stretch right there. And wow. I have those all as losses. Now, if it goes that way and they don't get all of the wins I'm predicting before that, like, there's a chance that come week 14 where they host Jacksonville, that could be the time to, you know, let the rookie give it a whirl. Um, but, like, I don't, I don't think that's the case we get, but I'm just outlining that scenario where if this team is three and nine when week 14 comes up, I think we will see Malik Willis. There we go. But I feel like they'll, I don't know. I don't know if we'll get to that point and they may not want to put him in this year anyway. I don't know, but yeah, I, I really don't know. Um, but I think we both like Willis and mm-hmm. are excited to see him sort of take the field. This is probably Tannehill's last year, right? Yeah, I don't know what his cap situation is, but his cap situation pretty much fucked him out of AJ Brown. Fucking brutal, yeah. Yeah, that, that. Okay, listen, he's been solid for them, but like his his cap hit was a big part of why they had like was honestly the almost the sole reason why they had to get rid of AJ Brown. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like they would have been better off trying to get him to rework, but maybe he didn't want to. Who knows? Alas. Yeah, his out is next year, so. Yeah, well, we'll, just, we'll we'll have to see if if the muscle train can keep on chugging them along to some wins. There there will be games where Henry and defense wins, like, and that's all you need. Yeah, so. yeah, like they could beat the Packers during that stretch because they just run all over them. Yeah, you know, or like <laughs> honestly, even Kansas City in that stretch, if they run all over them, if like they just run all over them. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, that can happen with the Titans. So yeah. They're they're, I don't want to say tough thing to pin down, but I like seven to ten feels right. But if they are really good again and win the division and go, you know, twelve wins, I won't be shocked by any means. I'll be like, oh, I was pretty wrong. But I'll be like, you know, right. Frable is just that good. Yeah. So next up, we've got the Jags and Texans. I kind of grouped them together as like the two the two little brothers of this division. Yeah. Um, I didn't say punching bags though. So, improvement. Do you want to start with the uh, Jags or Texans here? Um, let's do the Texans. All right. So, we've both expressed some love for Mills, but how do you feel about the rest of this team? So, this is actually a team I wanted to give a few more wins to. I just I just couldn't when you go through the schedule. It's pretty tough. Um, mm-hmm. They made... Some really nice changes to the offensive line, and that was very clearly the new GM's like first agenda was this O line sucks and needs help. So they got AJ Can from the Jags. Uh, what can I do? They... <laughs> exactly. Uh, they still have Tunsil, and they drafted Kenyon Green. Uh, Titus Howard is not great at right tackle. That's a thing, but their O-line is better. Um, Davis Mills comes back, and he I was kind of like 
one of the best rookie quarterbacks last year. If not yeah. <laughs> uh, so if you haven't watched the interview with him, by the way, I know you have, but to anyone else out there, if you haven't watched the interview with Davis Mills on Pat McAfee, I highly recommend it. He has a personality and is easy to root for. Um, hmm. He's like a black belt in like some Korean martial art. Yeah, I forget I what he said. No it was. It's, I, it was like choi. The word the word choi was in it. Yes, I, it was not one I was familiar with. Um, nope. Because they're like, are you saying Troy? What are you saying? Yeah, I was like Choi. I have never heard of that one. Mm-hmm. It sounded like Taekwondo, but it was like Choi Won. Yeah, no, it, it was. Yeah. I'll try to look it up, but I don't want to, like, you know, fucking deface it. Right. <laughs> uh, we know Brandon Cooks is good. We know Marlon Mack is good. Uh, we also, I think, have at least confirmed from our pre-draft process that Damian Pierce is going to be good. Yeah. To- so, improved O-line, improved run game, year two for Davis Mills. Uh, but here's the best signing of the offseason – Getting Andy Janovich at fullback is mm. actually pretty fucking huge. Uh, <laughs> that That's awesome. That's going to help a lot. Uh, classic Patriots GM, get an O-line and a fullback. Defense is a little bit iffy. Their front seven is not good. Um, and that's going to be a really big problem. It'll be easy to run on them at, and... The pressure will not be very consistent. But at the same time, this is Lovey Smith. So good defensive coaches can put together good defenses with people we've never heard of. Mm-hmm. So I'm like potentially giving him a little benefit of the doubt with that defense that it's probably going to be better than it is on paper by the end of the year. Um the other thing I just wanted to briefly mention is I'm pretty sure Derek Stingley Jr. is like that dude. Really? Yeah. And, <laughs> I hope so. And could be a, a real force in the secondary for them. So there are some things for the Texans that I think are optimistic. It's just maybe doesn't play out in a record this year. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned Derek Stingley. I think their secondary as a whole is actually a pretty solid unit. Because they've got uh, Stingley, they've got Steven Nelson. That was an off-season acquisition. Yes, thank you. They kind of went under the radar a bit. Um, so, like they they got uh, what, Petrie, Peter. How how do you? I don't know how you pronounce his last name, but another I think safety it, I think in the it's draft. Petrie, yeah, yeah, like the Land Before Time guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they got a pretty solid secondary, but. The, yeah, like you said, the reason I'm not picking them to beat the Colts is <laughs> their front's a little sus. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, unsure there. But yeah, I think like the O line is like fairly solid. Which... Yeah, uh, looks like Janovich got hurt and oh, is he? Uh, being waived, but he might rejoin. Okay, darn, that's a bummer. It might just be one of those things. Yeah, yeah. he's a he was a pretty good fullback. So. Mm-hmm. But oh, wow. I I think like I'm I'm unsure how the running back situation is gonna play out like if it'll be Matt to start or Pierce but like Pierce has been good and it sounds like they love him and they pretty much said like they didn't give him run whatever preseason thing because they're like yeah we see what we need to see like <laughs> he's good uh, on offense though my kind of concern is after Brandon Cooks who steps up who steps up in the receiving game yeah. like does Nico Collins continue to improve is it 
freaking like Philip Rosette Chris Conley combo do we see a tight end kind of elevate that's where it gets a little tricky and so I think Brandon Cooks is going to kind of continue to be a target hog yeah he was last year for Mills I don't see a reason that changes a whole lot this year yeah we'll see if uh Brevin Jordan and Pharaoh Brown duke it out for that tight end spot Jordan had a lot of like you know effort kind of concerns but he had good hands so mm-hmm. yeah, didn't he go to Miami like the yep. Florida one yeah yep yep you went to Miami so um, and Pharaoh Brown is getting a lot of press too so they might be uh battling there for that tight end spot which would be really nice if they had a good tight end they'd actually have like a a little bit more rounded of an offense because mm-hmm. Pierce and Mac and then Cooks and to have that tight end that would be really big yeah I think that and then potential Nico Collins stepping up like are going to be some huge factors in how this team performs this year because their offense could either be like decent or kind of lower tier despite you know maybe Mills improving I think Mills is kind of a big factor in it too like how does his trajectory continue to go um I think getting Pep Hamilton in there is actually going to be kind of huge for the offense continuing to grow and for you know Mills continuing to be on the right track and so I think it'll go the right direction and kind of be a, I don't know about surprise people, but maybe surprise is the right word for like, you know, the league and, you know, most people didn't watch the Texans last year. So if Davis Mills kind of continues being solid, everyone's going to be like, oh wait, like who the fuck is this guy actually? (laughs) I really like their coaching setup. I like Mm -hmm. Lovey Smith as head coach and defensive guy. And then Pep Hamilton with Davis Mills here as OC is a really cool combo. Yeah, and with uh, like with Pep Hamilton, he was around for Herbert's rookie season, and yep. I know Mills is no longer a rookie, but I imagine Pep's presence was a boon to Herbert. So at least I'm going Everywhere to see Everywhere he goes, like the quarterback gets better. Yeah, so I'm 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 optimistic cautiously for some Texans growth this year. Which honestly would be kind of nice. They they got rid of that uh that quarterback guy uh that sucks that we don't like. Uh they got rid of that dude <laughs> and you know, they've been really they've had a pretty rough <laughs> couple seasons and I do feel bad for their fans. There were a number that just jumped ship with the whole Watson thing. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, blame them, but it'd be nice for them to to get a few wins here. Yeah, I I hope they can wash their hands and turn it around, you know. Yeah. But lastly, we've got the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I think by default, they have to be better. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that was rock bottom last mm-hmm. year. That was really bad. I Like, fuck, man. Urban Meyer was such a bad fucking coach. It's crazy how bad he was. They somehow pulled up that Bills win, like you mentioned, but otherwise they were so bad. I I think they'll be better this year. I don't know how much better their record will be because I've got them. I've got a pretty wide range. I've got three and fourteen to uh, well. So I wrote five and twelve, but maybe six wins is a better limit because Washington, Detroit, and the Jets are kind of the three games where you know they're all winnable, but also you know all all losable too. So that's where the kind of swing comes in so they could all stay you know they could be picking number one again or they could you know be a 
a plucky six-win team, and I see that's where you have them. So I'm guessing you might have given them those wins. Yeah, gave him you gave him a couple wins there. They're mm-hmm. plucky. <laughs> um, they did get Scherf. That helps the O line. They also lost AJ Can and Norwell. So I would say that overall is a loss for the O line. Yeah, uh, they they tried helps. to replace the guys, but it's still a downgrade. Yeah. Here's what's going for them. Doug Peterson got Carson Wentz into the MVP conversation, and we know a lot more about Wentz now. Um, And Trevor Lawrence probably had his worst year as a quarterback in his entire life. So there's only up to go from there. Peterson was a quarterback. If anyone can just kind of be like, hey, fuck last year. Let's let's do this and get him on the right track. I do believe Doug Peterson can actually really help with that. Um, they're fucking skill positions, though. Oh my god! <laughs> this is like this was my hold up with the team. I'm like, what the fuck is this? What the actual hell? Uh, God, they just threw money at any wide receiver they, two to three that they could. They ruined the wide receiver market. <laughs> and it was crazy how, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say pre-CK, pre-Christian Kirk, uh, like Amari was really easy to acquire in a trade. And then after Christian Kirk, everyone's getting paid out the wazoo. Like the Jags just ruined the freaking receiver market for everybody. They destroyed it. Uh, so now they've got Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones, and Zay Jones, all of which are basically like good but not amazing. Um, and the Chenault's there, by the way. Right. I don't know what's gonna happen with him, but he's there. He's there. Then you got Etienne, who we don't know anything about because he missed the entirety of his, you know, rookie season with a Liss Frank injury, uh-huh. but we presume him to be good. Uh, so there's there's a lot of we just don't know, but I'll, my prediction is Peterson gets some things going on offense. Lawrence does take a step forward. Um, it might not be a huge one, but it will be better. And like they're gonna score, but not consistently enough to win a whole lot of games. Uh, defensively, they're I mean, I. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you want to you want to finish the statement or? <laughs> <laughs> they got linebackers. Those are good, <laughs> but their They're... front line is not good, and their secondary is pretty rough. Yeah, the secondary is really bad. Like that's an issue. So I was like, I was looking at their uh, front seven. I thought I'd given it an okay review because they've they yeah, they've got good linebackers. And I think we talked about Fido Kasi being okay, but right. it's pretty much just the, the linebackers they, they are, are really good, but that's kind of it. Yeah, the problem with Fido Kasi is that he was in a 4-3 as an edge, a DE, and this is a 3-4. So he might, like his, he was able to get to the quarterback like a good amount. I don't know if he'll be able to as much from that position. Yeah, cause I remember when you were going through it, I kept, fucking up because they got hit they got Fatukasi and uh Foyasade. they got like someone from the Jets and someone from the Falcons who both had four syllable last names that start with an F and I had trouble pronouncing all that <laughs> um so anyway this team has a so like we have our doc our doc here of you know 
off-season changes of like trades, cuts, whatever, and like the Jags might have the most filled cells in this in this you know, yeah, uh, Google Sheet <laughs> thing, but it's they're sort of uh, I want to say empty additions, but the, it, like the you'd think that they were we were going to be more excited about the roster with all these changes. Like you look at Miami, all these additions they have we're excited about for the most part. But like you look at this, and you're like, okay, Brandon Scherf, okay, he, replacement. Um, you look at all these receivers they got, uh, okay. You look at the defensive guys they got, okay, pieces, you know. And like they have Trevon Walker, so like that's huge. And I think you know he plays a role in that linebacker group being pretty good. But <sighs> this roster is just not that good. Is <laughs> the problem? Like. Yeah. They they kind of did a piss poor job putting weapons around Lawrence. Like they like they wanted to. You can tell, like you th- you said, but right. they did want yeah. to. The yeah, but there. yeah, I think I think we may agree that the coaching staff overhaul might be more important than like the roster overhaul they performed. Exactly. Like both are gonna be helpful, but yeah. Yeah, the the roster overhaul was not much of an improvement, but the coaching overhaul was. Yeah. So. With the devastating nature of the AFC, will that amount to more wins than last year? Maybe not, but they will look like a better team. Yeah, that's and that's the big part. Maybe <laughs> maybe their margin of uh, margin of loss, I should say, will be a little better. My one of my big questions here with this team is we're talking about some of the additions. They did add Evan Ingram um, because they've been relying on Dan Arnold last year, but Evan Ingram, like they're like. If you said, you know, of the past, I'm not going to count ETN here, but of the past catchers, if you told me, oh, yeah, Evan Ingram was the most talented of them all, like, I'm not going to fight you on that. Yeah. Is the thing. Like, has he, you know, produced as he should? No. Like, he's had a lot of drop issues and everything. But as far as, like, athletic ability and football talent, like, if you tell me he's better than any of the wide receivers, like, I'm not going to call you names. So. No, yeah, I agree with that. And so, I think and, he's a good fit for Lawrence. Yeah, and we've seen. Doug Peterson have a lot of good utilization from tight ends. Obviously, you know, Ertz and Goddard are a bit different, but he fits that mold sort of. He can't really block well, but I think they can find use for him and, like, maybe revive his career a bit um, after just a real rough year last year. But I, I, I'm i really curious about ETN, too, like, what his role is mm-hmm. and, you know, how James Robinson's returns. I don't know when James Robinson's coming back either for sure. It still seems kind of iffy, but I, yeah, I don't, there's, there's a lot of question marks here, but the one consistency they have is Trevor Lawrence and it's kind of the most important part. Like he's, he's really good. <laughs> like I think we're going to see yeah. a, probably a jump production and like TD interception ratio wise. So like, he made like he had a lot of picks, a lot of mistakes last year, but I think we, I, I assume you agree that he's good enough to learn from those mistakes, and then you know the yeah. new coaching probably will help assuage some of that. So, yeah, I think uh, I think most people are expecting Lawrence to improve and not just be a you know a bust of or any kind, which I think that's we're all kind of on the same page. We don't like to see anyone be a bust. Yeah, I think I think a situation was just so bad. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) also true. Yeah, I I I think that situation might have just been so bad for Lawrence last year that the the positive changes might amount like 
Well, if we think roster is, you know, 10% better, coaching is 20% better, you think, okay, 30% improvement for Lawrence, you know, that's kind of crude math. But maybe we see like a 50%, you know, like basically the the sum of the bump for Lawrence might be more than like the individual bits of parts of improvement around him just because like it could have been actually that fucking bad last year that it was bogging him down that much. I think it was actually that fucking bad last year. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. I know what you mean. Mm, but, alas, I, I, would, I would say that was a pretty interesting division to go through. It's probably one of our slightly longer previews, but there's there's a lot here to kind of dissect, and I think we got some big ranges for these teams where a lot of changes for a couple of them, and then just, there. each team has, like, even at the top, each team has some key weak points, so right. seeing how they find ways to mitigate that'll be interesting. But, alas, we are going to uh, call it here on the uh, AFC and move quickly to the NFC but in the meantime uh, you can find us on the internet, the interwebs, that's where you find us now, but in your web browser at mozzieandthemuscle.com and we are at on Twitter at Mozzie and Muscle.